And welcome back to Rosie on the House. We're here for the next hour to answer any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. You can join the conversation by dialing one 767 If you've missed any of the show yet today, I can tell you you've missed an information-packed show. We talked about how war in Europe can raise the price of your milk in Arizona. That was all in the Outdoor Living Hour with the Arizona Farm Bureau. We talked last hour about water, and we tried to clear up a lot of bad information that the water treatment industry, some people in the water treatment industry, try and spread about uh, the, the facts about water. So last hour, we really tried to clear it up quite a bit. But this is the Labor Day weekend broadcast of Rosie on the House. And Romy, I, I, you know, I think it's only going to be like another generation. They're going to have to change the name of this weekend. What? Well, it was, it was instigated when climbing steel beams, 18 stories in the air and power riveting and welding high rises and shoveling uh, mud and grout and mortar up seven lifts of scaffolding and carrying blocks up there. I mean, it was real labor. And now, kids want to stay home, have their little pet dog lick them in the face while they drink their lattes and punch a keyboard. That's not labor. <laughs> They're going to have to change the name of this I, holiday for sure. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. <clears throat> I had a partner meeting this week and it was an early morning was you know i'm gonna get donuts for everybody so i stopped and there's a donut shop on the way in <laughs> and <clears throat> turned around after i ordered and i walk out and there's this big old burly guy and i'm like "Ooh, man big old manly man walks up to this guess can i have an ice latte i hit the drum I'm like oh my god <laughs> well, we're doomed oh mercy mercy well let me tell you uh you may or may not have seen the article in the Wall Street Journal, and it was just this past week, a return to office work plan. And it's very innovative, and it just happens to feature an American-owned national company, Smucker's Jelly. Mm. And and you remember working on the Smucker's house. Mm-hmm. Um At the Romero household, we don't buy any jelly except Smucker's Jelly because we got to know the family on a personal (laughs) level. And I tell you, Paul Smucker was about the nicest guy you could ever possibly meet. And it's a family-owned, run and operated operation right there in Orville, Ohio. But they're experimenting with what is it? But he, he has a home out here in Arizona. Uh, yeah, the whole family does. It's like a Smucker family compound. Um, but the Smucker industry, the Smucker company, is is experimenting with what is it? What is it? What does it mean to be a full time employee? I know there are farms in Ohio, so they're not a member of the Arizona Farm Bureau. But I should pay for their membership for one year, so Julie can bring them in here for a, a farm fresh yeah, shower. That'd oh, be a lot of fun. They, I I actually. 
bumped into one of Paul's sons in an airport. He was wearing a smucker shirt, and we ended up sitting next to each other on the airplane. And we talked for two hours about great family stories. But uh, but the smucker industry is trying to, at their plant, figure out what, what does labor mean? What does full-time work mean now? So it's a little bit interesting. But I, like I say, I think in a generation they're going to have to change the name of this holiday. From Labor Day to uh, uh, Keep Joystick on. Operator? Maybe so. Maybe Joystick yeah. Operator. But and it, I don't mean just computer games. I like automation. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's hmm. true. That's true. You know, machine operation. But I can tell you this. If you're traveling Arizona and you're heading up north, um, this is going to be the last weekend you can take the Sunset Gondola ride at the Snow Bowl. And that is worth taking. So just one more little event you might want to consider jumping on board if you're out and about traveling around the great state of Arizona. We do have callers loading up. Romy, shall we take the first call? Stephanie is dialed in. one 767 That's one 888 for you to join the conversation. Stephanie's first on the line, first on the air. Welcome. Good morning. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I have a uh, issue with my autofill line for my pool. Okay. The valve that goes to it, it was leaking. So my neighbor, who is so kind, came over and was going to help me replace that. And we shut off the water, you know, we shut off the water valve from the main to the line. We um, closed off the backfill valve and he went and, you know, he closed the valve that was leaking that goes to the auto, the line to the pool. And he cut it on the right side, you know, going to the pool, luckily, (laughs) and um, went to open the valve to drain it. And lo and behold, water was still coming out. <laughs> and so we shut every line off to the entire property, uh, still water coming out. So we concluded that perhaps uh, it's direct to the main line going to the house. Well, now you, so, cut, you, um, cut, you cut the pool filler line after the shutoff valve. Is the water just back flowing from the swimming pool no not from the swimming pool okay. so the All valve right. is what we need to cut out and replace it's it has a red top on it and but there's when we when we went to open that you know to kind of drain it before it got cut and replaced water continued to pour out of it even though the the back sole valve is shut off the water line is shut off the water you, pouring out of it. And when you say the water line is shut off, I'm looking at the vacuum breaker now standing on a PVC riser and off to the side is the water manifold where the water mm-hmm. comes into the house. And there looks like there is a ball cock valve underneath that hose bib. Uh, if you turn that valve off, you're still getting water pressure. Now, you'll get a little for, no. for a few seconds. Yeah, so that red valve is the one that needs to be replaced. It's leaking out of the top of it. And when we open that back up, no, it just gushes out and it never stops. And I'd (laughs) I'd go over to the water manifold where the hose bib is. And just underneath that hose Mm -hmm. bib is a ball cock valve. I would turn that ball cock valve off and see if that doesn't kill the water pressure for you to replace that little uh, red valve in the PVC line. 
You see? Well, there's a handle there. Um, I don't know if you can see it, yeah. that metal one. Yeah. So we turn that off. And it was still and water still pressure. water comes gushing out. Well, then you're going to have to turn so the water. So my wa- question is. Okay. What is your my question? My question is, is that normal to be plumbed that way? Shouldn't you be able to shut that off? Is it to code? And why, you know, should I have to have, so I, we tried to shut the main water off at the street, but it's, you know, seized up. So we have the city coming out now. But is that, do you think that that's normal, the way that was plumbed or to code? No, or you, you ought to. You do ought, I need to have someone come out and look at that? Okay. Here's what you're going to do. When you get the water turned off to the house, you're going to break into that PVC line right there at the vacuum breaker. And you're going to put another ball cock valve right there. You have to verify that, in fact, that that backwash valve, that anti-siphon valve, is the one that's feeding. You've got all your sprinkler valve boxes right there in the same place. I would guess that they took off the pressure line to go to the water filler line. Once you get past that vacuum breaker, uh, I... I would put a I would put a shutoff valve right there. Matter of fact, I'd put it just underneath the vacuum breaker for in the case that you'd ever have to replace the vacuum breaker, and that should take care of your problem. But you don't have to wait for the city to come out there and turn the the water meter valve off. Any plumber has the the right wrench to go down in there and turn it off. Uh, you could call any one of the Rosie certified plumbers and they could get you taken care of in, in pretty short order. Uh, so, uh, yes, is it is it plumbed wrong? I suspect it is. Uh, do you need an additional shutoff valve? Yes. The other thing I would do is I would verify that that filler line is, in fact, connected to that uh, anti-siphon valve. So with all those things said... Uh, I don't know when the city told you they could get out to turn the water off, but you don't need to wait for the city to turn your water meter valve off. You or any plumber can do it. You just got to have the right tool. And sometimes, I mean, the right tool is is great, but you can a lot of times a crescent wrench and it's got an eye at the handle. You can stick a tape, uh, not a tape measure, a screwdriver through there and use it to turn. Uh, they don't like you to do that, but I mean, you can. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Hello, I'm Julie Taylor, the lady boss of Bram Flooring. Happy Labor Day from Rosie on the House. Labor Day broadcast of Rosie on the House. All of you staying home, trying to tackle that extra little, you know, you've got that extra day. It might be the day you're spending getting something done around your house, home, castle, or cabin. If you're in the middle of a project and you're stuck, give us a call. one 767 Let's see if we can't talk you through how you can get that thing wrapped up. Maybe someone in the house started a project six months ago, and this is the weekend you've decided to finally get it finished. If you want a couple tips on how to finish that project that just never wanted to get finished, you can give us a ring and we'll give you a few tips and tricks of the trade and get that done. Or if you're contemplating getting a project started and you want us to help you think through it, let us help you fill you with the right 
questions to ask to get the right answers before you start the project. It's going to make it all go much smoother, much quicker, much more pain-free, and it's going to end up looking a whole lot better. Hey, we're here at Rosie on the House. One of the things we do is we uh, fill a website called rosieonthehouse.com. On that website is a referral directory of contractors that are the most thoroughly screened contractors on planet Earth. And we're very fortunate to be growing that team very, very carefully. We'd like to welcome Vicki Gorman, our realtor. And I want to tell you what, if in, in the real estate industry, all you hear about is realtors that want to sell your house for more, sell it quicker, sell it easier. Well, my question is, who's looking out for the buyer? If you're in the market of buying real estate, you've got to get in touch with Vicki Gorman because she's going to put you through the Rosie-approved buying process. Vicki Gorman. Welcome to Rosie on the House as our only Rosie certified realtor in the state. Debbie Atkinson for insurance for homes and toys. Regal Bath and Kitchens remodeling company out in the East Valley. Aqua Therapy Tubs. Really happy to have them here remodeling bathrooms and doing a, doing quite a niche for veterans as well. I love the way he has endeared himself to the Veterans Administration. Now he's helping all the vets. I'd like to welcome Same Day Garage Door Services. And, Romy, I'd like to congratulate Rosie on House for once again winning the Reader's Choice Pima County Favorite Homeowners Resource. And I think that's, I've lost count, that's going like six or seven years in a row. So, uh, all late breaking news for Rosie on the House. We deal with questions that come into the office all week long. We've got Rick in Phoenix. He says, hey, our home is Mason, built about 1979. We have stucco covering the entire home, and it's in need of paint. But I've been admiring some homes with exposed block on our, in our neighborhood. The stucco on the front of the home is applied directly to the masonry. I believe there's one masonry wall with stucco over EFIS, insulated stucco system, as well. Understanding that stucco will likely remain on that addition where the EFIS is, how do I go about removing the stucco from the block and getting back to the basic exposed block home? Well, Rick, uh, this is one of those projects that is very laborious. You might make the mistake of calling a sandblaster and thinking you can sandblast that stucco off. You can't and you shouldn't. You should never sandblast masonry wall products because it deteriorates the weather and water resistance of the grout joints, the mortar joints in between the block. And it does serious damage, can do serious damage to the brick or the block. So it's one of those projects that are going to be extremely laborious and tedious. Uh, 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 one of the men that I served under younger years ago, who taught me a lot in the industry, always had this expression, Rosie, <laughs> it's one of those projects where it's mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. 
it's going to be a lot of work. You're actually going to need to literally scrape the stucco with a scraper or grind it with a grinder. And that poses risk as well. OSHA's become very, very, very picky about silica dust contamination, which is what you're going to be stirring up as you're grinding all that off. You're going to be needing to keep the wall wet. You're going to be needing to keep the wall and the dust around you damp, falling to the ground. You're going to need to be wearing respirators, eye protection. It's it's a big, messy job. Is it worth it? I would tell you in the end, it probably is. And then I would call Dennis Rodenberg at Thermal Advantage, and I'd make sure that beautiful exposed masonry was fully insulated inside the cells because in 1979, we were just barely insulating masonry homes. Every once in a while, the generous builder would throw bags of what we call vermiculite down in the holes, but more often than not, nothing was poured down there. Back then, a kilowatt of power cost two and a half cents. <laughs> and so we were overly concerned in 1979 what our summer cooling bills were. So, yes, Rick, it can be done. If you're serious about tackling it, uh, give me a call. I'll meet you on the property, and I'll, come and I'll demonstrate the proper OSHA-approved safe way to do it. It is a big job. But if you don't mind, it don't matter. <laughs> That's usually where they go, ah, I guess it's not that big a deal. <laughs> he, I, Let me find for, something else to do for, with my time. Right now, he's thinking that stucco looks pretty good. <laughs> Uh, that's one of the things that always is a head-scratcher to me when somebody stuccos over a finished masonry wall, whether it's paint slump block or red brick, you know, paint or stucco. You've got you know, virtually a forever-finished product on the outside of your home that you've had to do very little maintenance on. And maybe after 50 years, you can chip away or grind away the top, you know, Eighth of an inch of grout, maybe quarter, regrout it just to get your finish uh, look a little updated. You know, masonry looks good when it's wet, it looks darker, richer, deeper. And then seal it. Maybe the grout, you might seal it. But man, you, you've got a product that you only have to worry about every 50 years. Then you go do something like painting it or stuccoing it. Now you got to be spending money on it to make it look good and stay good every 5, 8, 12, 18. Waste of money. Some people are worried about charging the electric vehicle now that we have a Mach-E. I can tell you this, if you're driving around the White Mountains, go to the Sholo Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> they got a few there for they you. They got some charges right at City Hall, right behind City Hall. Boy, you got a whole bank of them right there. Well, we've got open lines if you'd like to call and talk to us about anything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. one 767 4348 If you're calling now, there are open lines. We can get to you as quick as we can. I'd like to address Ellen's conversation. She says, Rosie, we have a second home in Pine, Arizona. Okay, Ellen. So to finish getting an answer for this, you're going to have to invite Jennifer and I up there for the weekend because I'm sure it's going to take a weekend of research. 
to uh, figure this out. The house is against a hill. On the first floor, it's basically the bottom of a two-story house without dividing walls. The floor is painted cement. In one corner of the flooring, which backs up to the hill, it seems to have a problem. In spots, we see cement breaking up in white patches of powder. Been doing this for years. Yep, probably since the day it was built. We used to have carpet, but after twice having to get rid of it, we painted the floor and patched it up. We now want to see if we can fix it. Can you help us? Uh, can you help us out with finding a company that can do this? Well, I tell you what, Miss Helen, that what, what I'm, I'm picturing this as a walkout basement, and the bottom concrete floor is dug into the mountain, and where it's up against the mountain in the hill, that wall was not properly waterproofed prior to backfilling it. So. It's going to be a pretty significant job, but you're actually going to need to excavate the uphill dirt on the outside of that masonry wall. You're going to have to clean that wall very thoroughly, and then you're going to have to apply a waterproofing membrane to that surface of the wall. If you can picture the masonry wall leaving the ground and going straight up, one side is filled up with dirt, so it's like a retaining wall. That's, that's the positive pressure side of the wall. All the hydrostatic pressure is entering the wall at that point. When it gets to the inside, that's the power negative side. And there's nothing you can apply to that side, the inside, to stop the hydrostatic pressure from entering the block from the soil when it's water saturated. So you've got to excavate that whole area. And I would excavate to about 12 inches below the top of the uh, spread footing. I would lay a French drain in there and let it go around the uphill side of the house, down both sides and let it drain to daylight. And then I would backfill that French drain pipe with some good, big, solid rock. I'd lay some thermo, uh, some geotech material over the top of that. And then I would backfill after I completely waterproofed that masonry wall. And I can tell you, there's a product called Thorough Seal. It's a powder uh, epoxy-based cement that we have waterproofed homes all over the side of Camelback Mountain, Mummy Mountain with for over 40 years, and we've never had a single problem. I have never experimented with another product because I've never found one that I, I never, they, they never gave me a reason to go shop for another product. So it's thorough seal. The hard part about Ellen's question, it's a pretty labor intensive job, and she wants to know if I know anybody in Pine I can recommend. And Ellen, unfortunately, I don't. But now that you know what needs to be done um, to solve the problem, don't let anyone try and sell you a masonry, waterproofing, topical paint or sealer to put on the inside of the room. It will not 
stop the moisture. For one reason, you've got your concrete slab going up against the masonry wall. So what if you waterproof the masonry? You're still going to get the water saturation in up underneath the slab through that little expansion joint between the slab and the wall. So you're still going to have moisture. You've got to stop the moisture outside of that masonry wall, outside of that stem wall. Um, I could could give (laughs) – no, I won't do that. Rural towns are hard. That's something it a lot is. of people that you know are moving out of the city don't realize the uh, availability of trade and and resources. You know, people that have been out there for generations, they are, you know, they've got the local contacts and do most of their own work themselves. Going out there and expecting to be able to pick up the phone and have an air conditioning guy there and that same day or a plumber there the same day or fill in the blank the same day. Uh, And a lot of times the people that have those uh, companies, businesses, you know, they're on mountain time. They they might. The fish are biting. Yeah. We're fishing today. Sorry. I'll get you your plumbing tomorrow. Those are my least favorite phone calls, Romy's, when I can't help somebody. And it doesn't even have to really be rural. It can just be outside the Phoenix metro area, some of the outskirts. Or outside of Tucson, you know, you get yeah. Eloy. Yeah. And, and even Casa Grande, as big as it is, much of that development has only been within the last 15, 20 years. So we're only just now getting to the time where the homes are aging enough that the demand is starting to increase for service contractors where, uh, you know, we're going to see that in Buckeye. A massive development. Queen Creek's massive development. Well, the contractors aren't going to be there until the demand hits because the homes are so new. You know, there might be a lot of them there. <laughs> the demand's there for builders. The demand's not there yet for maintenance, homeowner, and uh, you know, replacement type service contractors. Jennifer does field most of those questions during the week. Thank you for doing that, honey. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> they, everybody takes it out on me, and then. Rosie gets on the phone. They say, oh, hi, Rosie. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome, Rosie. Sweet Jennifer. (laughs) If you're a regular subscriber to our email newsletter, you got it in your email box on Thursday. And one of the things we wanted to talk about is kind of your do-it-yourself tip of the week. And we talk about getting your outdoor living space ready for fall. And, Romy, you timed this article perfect. I haven't even wanted to be outside. Until last night. Oh man, we sure had a pretty, pretty last two nights across. Well, even even the third night, the you know you had the full moon. That was cool. Uh, that was some kind of super moon too. It was the brightest moon of the year. And the following night, you had a nice storm. I I think it hit all of the major metropolitan areas and everything in between Phoenix and Tucson. I don't know how far it got up into Yavapai and Coconino, but, man, it was wonderful. It left and a nice coat of dust on everything. I'm okay. It's, I am too. As long as the rain follows, I'm okay. Yeah, the rain did follow. I mean, every, everything that was exposed to the rain got rinsed off pretty good, but the back patio furniture and stuff need, needed a good, uh, <laughs> a good rinsing off. Well, we talk about getting your outdoor space ready for fall. And you've got to take a look at at so many different areas. One of the areas we talk about is if you're trying to update an outdoor living area, 
take a look at what the surface of your living area is. We have been a fan for a long, long time of finding the place to sit. You know, we, we, we talk about places to congregate in, about, and around your house. You should have multiple gathering areas. So plan accordingly. Uh, because we have to deal with the summers we deal with, I encourage you use a surface on that that is very non-heat retentive. You don't want those sitting areas to become heat sinks where they're actually hotter than the ambient temperature. So I'm a big, big fan of light-colored pavers, air-entrained tile, even cool deck, uh, as opposed to any dark-colored stone or paver. I'm a big, big fan. Keep it light. Even when it's light, think about how are you going to shade it. I'm a big believer in roll-down shades. When that haboob's coming in, you roll them up. When you want to go out there, roll them down, fasten them on on, uh, torsion spring bars to give a little bit in the wind and they don't tear. Turn your ceiling fan on or your misting systems on and uh, get your favorite Adirondack uh, chair back in, in the area and start the barbecue. After all, it's tailgate season. Now's the time. We got football season, NCAA uh, collegiate football getting off the ground officially nationwide today. It's going to be where you're going to want to be spending your Saturday afternoons. We also talk about a game to play, not just to watch. You know, have something you like to do with your family and the outdoor activity. If you don't have one, well, pick time to pick one, time to get one. There's lots of things you can do. Uh, Bocce ball, croquet, those are great things to do on a lawn or artificial turf. If you don't have those, you know, get a stake and some horseshoes. Old-fashioned, you know, I know a lot of cornhole is a new thing. But I, I, yep. Like, what? What was wrong with horseshoes? Why, 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 <laughs> why do we have to go to beanbags now? I, I spent all that time learning how to throw a, a metal U. Well, I got to learn how to throw a sandbag now. That's right. It's a lot lighter. The kids like it a little bit better than the old horseshoes, that's for sure. But, dude, do, do find find a way to to make the area inviting, to pull you outside. Big screen TVs, sound systems, stereo systems, those, are all, those can all be accommodated in an outdoor environment now if you plan it correctly. And we talk about lights for ambiance. There's so many times in the desert, the only time you want to be out there is in the dark during the summertime, uh, or the only time you can really stand it. But, uh, you know, we get to the winter months, and it's so nice outside, but you get home at 530 after work, and it's already dark. It is. So having a good nightscape. And the end of this month, uh, was that the 30th, the last Saturday this month, September 30th, we have Nightworks of Arizona that's going to be joining us in our 9 o'clock hour on our on the house hour talking about designing nightscaping. So we're looking forward to that uh, broadcast coming up. People ask me occasionally, Rosie, are there things we can do around our house you would recommend we don't do? That's one of them. Don't light bomb. Don't night light your own yard. Get an expert. It's going to make all the difference in the world. This is 
Thank you for your time is right. We're on the last segment here. This is Curtis Whalen, owner of Blue Sky Pest Control. Happy Labor Day from Rosie on the House. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hey, you know how I'd like to wrap up the, the morning? Staycation. Okay, great. If you're a person who likes uh, to, to put in for that, I have people call me all the time and ask me if I could draw their name. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that, but yeah, keep yeah. putting in. And we do give you some time to use it. So if you see something for a month, you know, you have for that particular month, you have some months to, to take up, you know, because we know it takes time. But we have uh, our winner, July winner from Sholo, and August winner from Snowflake, for Snowflake. They're both going out at the end of this month. And you have to the 15th to draw for the destination of Ramsey Canyon this week. And some, or, pe- some people month. may not know where that is, but it's down in Cochise County. It is the bird. It is a bird-watching capital. People come from all over the world to see the uh, hummingbird migration at Ramsey Canyon. And that's a beautiful little uh, VRBO setting that they've got right And it's there. not even just birds. It's all kinds of wildlife. The mountains down there are beautiful. The skies are big and blue. And the traffic is a whole lot less. Just a great destination to go and relax for a weekend. Well, and you've got some great things to go explore. Oh. Tombstone's not that far. I know it's kind of been... You know, t- taken over by commercialism and still it's fun. fun. But I mean, you got to see it once. Yeah. You know, even I have no idea what they charge you to go see the OK Corral and the wax figures of where everybody was standing. It's probably like nine thousand dollars at it's this not, point. It's not. It's not. It's not too <laughs> but bad. You got to see it. And they do And, and you got to stand there right next to them. Yeah, you do. You know, putting yourself in that position in the moment. Uh, Wilcox is down there. Sierra Vista's down there. Uh, you've got Elgin. Uh, and Sonoida, right there. No, very few people realize how beautiful that southern Arizona is. All you hear about is you know the, the border nightmares and what a nightmare it is. But the the, the landscape and uh, the those areas we're talking about aren't necessarily. You don't have to worry about the traffic area. I mean, it's Carshner Caverns. Carshner Caverns. There is so there. much to do down there. And in our staycation winners' cars, they will find a beautiful basket. We've had all kinds of wonderful. Uh, people trade with us for that. We have Delight, uh, the gourmet gifts out of Chandler. We've had Soretta Candy out of Glendale, Sphinx Date Ranch, um, Coyote Odie's out of Glendale. So yeah. just all kinds of great good eats, plus $250 for um, gas and, and a whatever. Free car. A you, get to, you get a free a car. car from Sanderson, Sanderson Ford. Sanderson uh, car for two For the days. weekend. We, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get yeah. us in trouble there, Rosie. Yeah, Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have some explaining to do on that one. (laughs) My takeaway from this week is all the new members at Rosie on the House. Rosie on the House is the number one safest place for you to find any contractor you need at your home. And we are are adding and we are growing. Welcome, Armored Roofing. Well, and it's it's harder to get in now than it was. I mean, as we continue to adapt new technologies, uh, the third-party screening, the background checks – you know, it's not not to say that the guys that have been in, you know, couldn't have cleared it today. But you know, it's it's harder today to get in, and it's going to be harder tomorrow. But as, we, but we are growing. We still have hundreds of people who want to join, and they just can't make it through the screening process. So welcome, Armored Roofing, Same Day Garage Door Services, Aqua Therapy Tubs, Regal Bath and Kitchens, Debbie Atkinson Insurance. And our realtor, Vicki Gorman, the only Rosie-certified realtor in the state of Arizona. She has the courage 
to be the one willing to stand up for you, the buyer. You want you want representation in your real estate purchase? Find Vicki Gorman, and you can find her at rosieonthehouse.com. We also have Nightworks of Arizona, uh, new this yes. year as well. They're going to be in studio with us the end of the month. Um, and we've got a couple partners that are coming through the screening process. So when um, – when you join the network, it's not a guarantee to stay in should there be an ownership acquisition or merger. And we did have to remove a uh, partner. They got bought out by a large yep. conglomerate. Uh, so they, we, last, they lasted and, three days. And, and three we, days. <laughs> we had a new um, uh, a, a partner that's been on the a partner that's been on the waiting list for. Uh, it, it's been like six or seven years, uh, but that the category in that region was full. Uh, kicked out this other company, called them. They're going through the screening process. They were so excited. I can't say the name yet because they're not through it, but we use a third-party survey review company called the Guild Quality, and they were, were at like 16 or 17 reviews we've gotten back 100%. Now, that's not surprising because those are the companies we look for and screen. And of the thousands of reviews we've received through the Guild Quality on our partners, we're at a 98% satisfaction rate. So we weren't surprised to see this, but we're excited uh, about the potential that we've got coming on a new partner in the Mesa area. If you are a contractor and you've been in business locally at least five years, you can go to rosieonthehouse.com, go to Certified Partner, apply to become a member.